Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. Everybody and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here with Nikki Kinzer. Hello, Pete Wright. Oh, we're talking about procrastination today. We are. We're going to tackle it. I feel like I may be a little bit slow coming to this show. Well, I'm thinking we should just postpone the show altogether. <laughs> Put it off. Let's just not do it. We'll do it next week. Yeah, right. No insert, insert waiting music montage here. <laughs> That's right. Right. I'm I'm excited to talk about this, and and it, if only because I feel like over the na- last couple of weeks I've actually gotten much better about my own procrastination. So this is going to be good. It's very timely that we are talking about. Oh, this. good. Well, yes. you can share your experience because that's what I'm going to do. Is I'm going to share mine. So well, before we dig into uh, into that stuff, uh, make sure to learn all about uh, Nikki's work in ADHD. Uh, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. You can get to know us and the show a little bit better. You can subscribe right there on the website. Uh, you can jump on the mailing list right there on the homepage uh, and get an email with the latest episode each week. That's the easiest if you don't want to deal with the technology part. Uh, But of course, you can subscribe to the show anywhere in any app in which the finest podcasts are served. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at Take Control ADHD and call us 503-664-4ADD to get your voice on the show. Before I procrastinate anymore, where would you <laughs> yes. where would you like to start with our conversation about it? Tell tell the story then of your procrastination. Well, yes, I did an experiment. Oh, is what science! I did. Yes, it was a science experiment, and so um, that was fun, right? <laughs> science <laughs> is kind of, fun. Yes, to kind of put a game around it. Science you know, is fun. Make yes. it a little bit more interesting. Oh, but yeah. yeah, there were a couple of things on my to do list. Actually, there were probably more than a couple, several. Uh, that weren't moving. They just consistently stayed on that silly list, you know, day after day. And, uh, it was getting annoying because what was happening is I would think about them and I would think about them first thing in the morning. Like as I was getting ready for work, okay, I got to get that done. All right. And then the work day would come and sure enough, I never thought about it again until the evening time. Right. And then the evening comes and I'm like, oh man, that's when the shame kicks in. Yes. Yeah. It's like, shoot. Yeah. You know, that's that I still that, have to do that. Do you really say shoot? That's not what I say. Well, not always. Oh, no. <laughs> when I remember those tasks, I'm a sailor. Are <laughs> you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to keep the show clean. Show is clean today. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I was definitely avoiding these things. I knew I was avoiding them. I was getting annoyed with myself. So I decided to do an experiment. And uh, basically what I did is I decided that I was going to dedicate one hour the next morning to work on my to-do list. 
So I knew going in to the next day, I was going to work just one hour on this stuff. And mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I got a lot done in that one hour. I didn't complete everything. Um, but at the end of the hour, and this was just an hour, I totally felt like Wonder Woman. Oh, totally. That's like awesome. I could fly. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I don't know if Wonder did she fly? I don't remember. I think she, she did, flew. but she that was weird. I think she did fly and she also had that invisible jet. Yeah, so I was definitely in the invisible jet. You were in jet. the invisible jet. That one <laughs> hour right. is your jet cocoon. That's right. That's right. So I'll tell you a little bit about what I did. Um just to give people an idea, you know, not that they probably care about my to-do list, oh, but I do. you know, who cares what know. they think? I want to hear about it. <laughs> Maybe they care. I don't know. <laughs> so I had this thank you card that I needed to send to somebody. And you know, I actually put a stamp on it and I sent it. Woohoo! Nice. <laughs> oh, it's a little thing. Okay, what's well, next? It is a little thing because that's that—that's the stuff that we procrastinate on, right? I mean, I want to send the thank you card out. I certainly do want to do that, um, but it's the process of writing and then putting the stamp on it and sending it. I mean, it's hard. It's hard. Yes. But I did it. I got it done. And then I had a few emails that I needed to respond to because I had some billing information change and I needed to update my information. So I was getting all of these um, people that were calling or not calling, but emailing me saying, hey, we need to update your information. You know, your your invoice isn't going through. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, OK. So I went through the emails and uh, updated all of that. Um, I ended up canceling a program that I signed up for that ended up not working for my business. And so that was one of those things that were kind of, that was definitely hanging over my head. It's like, I knew I needed to cancel this, but I just hadn't done it. And finally, you know, did that. So that was good. And then I had some emails that I was saving because there were some, there was something in the email that I needed to transfer to another file on my computer. Sure. And so I got rid of all of those. So my inbox was actually getting smaller and smaller. Where, this where does your inbox stand right now? Well, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we are not okay, talking about Okay, that's not part of this email. conversation. Okay, good. All right. No, no. Good. I'm, I, that's yes. there you go. Now, and then the other thing I did towards the end is I started the beginning of uh, writing a recommendation letter for someone because I knew I wasn't going to get that done in an hour, but I, I at least started the process. So these were all kind of minor things. I mean, nothing had a, you know, a real strict deadline, um, but they were definitely stacking up and felt really good. Like I said, Wonder Woman um, to get this stuff done. But I want to share with you a few observations because there were some good things that happened in this hour. And then there were some not so good things. Oh, well, you yeah. haven't said anything about the not so good things. Well, things that I've learned, yeah. right? That what I'm going to do going into the next hour this that is, I do this. This is really good. And it's, it goes along with my what we talked about a little bit last week, which is about the sprints, right? It's this idea behind sprints and setting, yes. the, setting the time limit. It does some really good things. But I, I also have learned some lessons uh, in my own sprints. And so this is very oh, timely. Good. Go ahead. Okay. So make sure you document that somewhere next to you so you can bring those back oh, up yes. when I'm done. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I think the biggest reason uh, this was such a success was because I did set the intention, right? Yeah. I think intention is huge. Yeah. And so because I planned for it, I was committed to doing it, um, you know, this happened. And I also wasn't going to let anything else compete with it. So I knew that no matter what came about, I was going to do this hour. So I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to go back to that excuse of, well, I need to work on this or I need to do this. I was like, nope, this is my time. So definitely um, was committed to it. Didn't let anything compete to it. 
And uh, the challenge though was not looking and responding to my email, my new email, because I was in my email box. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, that's so, huge. That was, uh, that was hard because I'm thinking, oh, I don't want anything to compete with this. But at the same time, I'm, I see I have new email. So it definitely took some self-discipline not to go there. And I can't even tell you for sure if I didn't go there at all. I probably did peak. I probably did. Uh, but I didn't do anything. Like I didn't respond, but I'm right. sure I looked at it just because I did. So the challenge and what I would do next time is probably maybe not make this hour have anything to do with email because it's too tempting yeah. to, to kind of go right. down a rabbit hole. Um, the other thing that I would do a little differently is I would be a little more intentional about the type of tasks that I was going to do in this hour. Because even though I set the intention with the time frame, I didn't know what I was going to do in that hour until I started working. And so you know, I'm just thinking that if I was a little more intentional with the work, then I may have even gotten more done mm -hmm. um, just because I wouldn't have had to sit there and think about making that decision. So I think a little pre-planning would have been beneficial. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, the other observation that I made that was really, I think, big for me here was the value in breaking larger projects down. And we've talked about this before, but this I really saw with this recommendation letter, right? Because I had to write a recommendation letter for a college student that I work with, and she's applying for a scholarship. I've never written any kind of letter like this before in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I really didn't know what should be in it, you know, how should it be formatted, all of that. And so the very first step in writing this recommendation letter was just doing some research. And that's what I did in this hour. So but Because you get locked up, right? If you've never yeah. done this before, there's both the practical uh, uh, obstacle, which is I've never done this before. I don't know how it's laid out. I don't know how to like, I, I don't know what the specific elements are that need to be in it. But then there's the creative obstacle, which is now how do I be, how do I speak creatively and beautifully about this person that highlights their experience enough? So there, it's like two exactly. competing things you don't get. Because I don't want her not to get that scholarship because I wrote a crappy recommendation letter. Exactly. That's <laughs> why see, I always yeah. write recommendation letters in crayon and try to spill coffee on them. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, there's a little pressure there. So, but it definitely was good, you know, just to break it down, just to do some research, you know, see kind of what templates were out there and what people, you know, suggested and things like that. So right. it was a great feeling, you know, to get that taken care of, to get all of these things off my plate and out of my head. Um, and like you said, there's something about this sprinting thing. There's something about getting a lot of little things done at one time that just feels feels really good. Oh, you totally. know, you know it's, uh, there is a crazy. mechanical approach to it that I have found over the last couple of weeks, which is because I have so strictly gated every single, like every day around these hours where I'm working on client work, mm -hmm. um, it, it makes it so much easier to go in and look at my list in my, in my work tracking application and, and just start at the top, because those hours have allowed me to just sort of equalize all the work that I have to do. When something comes in, it goes at the end of the list, and I generally can start at the top of the list, knowing that that's the oldest thing that I have to work on, and just work through the list. And that that bit of just sort of applying mechanics to my to-do list and removing my natural inclination to judge 
the work has right. allowed me to get through it more quickly and more efficiently. As soon as I stop to think about, you know, oh my gosh, how long is that going to take me? Is that, that's creative work. That's writing work. I need to be somewhere else to do that because I can't really write creatively at my desk. And as soon as I stop to do that, it's like uh, an immediate roadblock comes up and I don't do anything. And I mm. push everything down the road. And, and so I really, I'm a big believer in this, in, in sprints, in, in sprints to just work through your list. I think it's, it's great. And then, oh my gosh, the freedom that you feel at the end of that hour, right? Well, that's exactly it. I mean, th- just getting those things off of your plate and out of your head. It is, it's very freeing. I mean, there's no doubt about it that, that just anxiety is, is lessened and how, so you, you have done this with just an hour in the morning, right? That's the first right. thing that you do. That was my experiment. Okay. So what is that? <laughs> what is, what is that experiment led you to do next? Like what, how do you take that to the next level for yourself? Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to do it consistently. Like I'm I'm not going to, I can't sit here and say, oh, I'm going to do this every Monday or every, even every day or every, I don't know. I think that for me, this was just really good to do because these things had been stacked up and it was time. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because like right now I'm, I'm definitely focused on a one particular project that I'm working for, for my business. And so that has been taking all of my time yeah. and there's moments where I'll work on that. And I actually do have to sit and say, okay, at, at the end of this, I need to spend one hour on writing a blog post yeah. or preparing for this podcast. Like I have to really force myself to, to think about that. Otherwise that stuff gets ignored because I'm so focused on this one project. Exactly. Um, so I don't know how to answer your question. I think that for me, what helped and what worked is, is just because the timing of these things were getting stacked up, you know, and I was telling a client about this actually. And you know what she said, she goes, well, those are like your tolerations. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, they that were. Is, that I mean, is. They, in they that case, are. yeah, they are. Right. Yeah. You just have to kind of get them, you know, yeah. get through them. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. What true. do you think? Would, well, you, would I, for, you do it on a consistent basis? Well, I or? do it on a I have to do it on a yeah. consistent basis or it just doesn't work. And so for me, because all of the, those, because the work that I'm specifically talking about is work that fits in my four hours and it's four hours. It's kind of not really four hours because I stopped to eat at the end of oh, the first right. two hours, right? There's lunch in there too. <laughs> yeah. But that's also made me eat better, right? I, I take yeah. quick, quicker meals, but I generally eat better and, and I, I feel better. But what that has allowed me to do is at the end at two o'clock when I'm finished with that or, or in the morning when I get up in the morning, you know, and, and I, I don't feel any sort of, of guilt or haste to get to work, right? Mm-hmm. Because I know that at 10 o'clock I'm going to start and mm-hmm. starting is like the race and, and I'm going to do the best work that I can in the time that I've allotted. Um, but what it, this this is an interesting thing when you go back to notifications and buzzes and bings. I've I, and I th- I don't know if I re- mentioned this before, but I have completely turned off all notifications and email on my iPad. Right, so when I'm when I'm out and I'm using my iPad and I'm writing, it doesn't interrupt me with work stuff at all, um, ever. And and I have to intentionally go see it. And I have turned on do not disturb mode on my phone so that I don't see any alerts from anybody who's not in my favorites list, like in my, in my, you know, personal saved favorites list mm-hmm. until 10 o'clock. So oh, that's smart. anybody that I want to talk to friends, family, like they're on that favorites list and those calls and emails will get through, but anybody else waits till 10 
And that has allowed me to be much more conscientious about the, the calls and emails that I take, be much more intentional, like you said earlier, be much more intentional about the, the kind of, of, of work that I do and when I do it so that I'm not doing it all day long, every day until late at night. So it, it the, the level of efficiency that I have, that I, I feel like I'm trying to cultivate is, is much more intense throughout the four hours that has allowed me to really breathe the rest of the time and take on the personal projects to grow my own business. Yeah. Uh, right. Outside mm-hmm. of that time. So I, and I certainly don't want, I was worried after our last conversation that, that talking about in terms of these sprints and f- four hours makes me look like a, a complete <sighs> slacker, right? <laughs> because, oh, he only works four hours a day. I assure you that is not true. No, I but, can assure you. Yeah. You, right? I can assure the audience that's not true. <laughs> it's just that this is, this has helped me to prioritize. And here's an interesting yeah. thing. Can I tell you something about the word priority that I found really interesting? Yeah, please. Did you know, do you know about the Google Ngram viewer? Have you ever heard of this? No. So the Google Ngram viewer allows you to look through the Google library of scanned books that they have scanned from 1800 to the year 2000. And it lets you search for specific words or phrases or concepts to see when those words, phrases, or concepts began sort of increasing in use in writing, right? So oh, you can search. I know where you're going with this. This okay. is so fascinating yeah. to me, right? The word priority mm-hmm. did not become pluralized until 1940. Oh, really? Okay. When we use the word priority and the intention of the word priority is that you get one. There is one, one thing priority. that one is thing. above all other things, right? You don't yeah. get five priorities to search for. That was something that came about in 1940. And if you really look at the use of priorities, it didn't actually, it wasn't until 1960 that you see this incredible spike, this curve that goes up to 140% of use over the years that goes up to today where, you know, priorities is the thing we think about. But really, if you go back to your day, so interesting. And think about what's the thing you want to do today. It doesn't. It, it's not allowed to compete with anything else, right? Your priority for the day is the thing that your attention is focused on, and your priority for your sprints is the thing on the next thing on your list. And when I started thinking about that, that really uh, there's a lot of permission and freedom that comes with thinking about not priorities. What are all the things that I'm g- need to do today, which invariably will end up making me feel like just trash because I won't get them all done versus one thing that I really believe I can accomplish mm-hmm. and do well. That's because you what can really... only do one thing at a time. Yes. Yeah. Bottom line. Right. I love that. And I love looking at this. I find this graph so inspirational because it makes me think I, I, I can, I want to work counter to this. I want to work with a priority for my time right now. What am I, how am I living and existing and working right now? What is the one thing on my mind? And that is so hard to do. But you know, when you get into that little, that little vibe, when you get into that, that sort of trench and you know that you are doing the one thing at the expense of everything else, but you're doing it really well, uh, it feels really good. 
Well, and it's interesting. I mean, a good timing that you bring this up for this project that I was just telling you about, because this whole week that has been my main priority. And, uh, and I have had to stop myself when I would get pulled into other pieces of the project. Like, how am I going to market it? And how, how, where is it going to sit on my website? You know what I mean? Like all these little things that I have to think about, but I did, I would go back and say, nope, the first thing I got to do is, is record it. I've got to record because I'm doing it on online training. I have to record the training. And that's the first thing that has to get done. It's the only thing that needs to get done right now. Everything else can wait. And so you just given me gave me permission to not feel bad about that. As you should have it. And I still have this podcast. I did yeah. not procrastinate. People are you still did. You are hearing super us prepared. today. <laughs> that's you right. did not cancel. Good stuff. So good. Well, I'll tell you, um, Google has graciously made their Ngram viewer uh, embeddable. So you can I can embed this this handy chart, right? in the website and so if you want to see it you can go over to and i think it's books.google.com slash angram or something like that but if you want to actually see it uh head over to uh, uh take control adhd slash podcast slash 247 and you will see the the priorities curve in the show notes in the show notes that's awesome. right yeah super well, and we want to hear from everybody else too if there's something that that has worked for you to to tackle that procrastination or how to be more focused with your one priority. We certainly want to hear that as well. So, well, this is great and a very timely conversation. Thank you for uh, bringing it around, Nikki Kinzer. This has been awesome. Mm-hmm. And thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to the show. We sure appreciate your ears and your attention. Your, we recognize, already stretched attention. Uh, we, uh, we love you guys. Thank you. And on behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. We'll catch you next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast.